0: hear me? Am I coming through? Yeah. Lovely. So good morning everyone. I know it's hot. It's now nice, it's hot. Bear with me. Don't fall asleep. It's worth listening to. So I'm just going to quickly pray for myself But um, before we start message. Glorious and mighty God, we are always in your presence. That was the joy of having the Holy Spirit come and dwell among us. Jesus and... Dwelled among us in flesh for 30 33 years but the holy spirit dwells with us now teaching us who jesus is showing us how great a god we can serve if we will give our heart and our mind and our body to him so lord that's what i want to do tonight i want to commit myself to you may these be your words spoken may this be your heart being heard by your people and may you be glorified in jesus precious name Amen. So today's message, I'm hoping that, if not, we'll just have to go. Sorry, I'm so used to looking there that I don't realize that that's behind me. Amen. Okay. Today's message is called Growth in God, and the key verse to remember today is Ephesians 4, verse 15. Instead, we will speak the truth in love growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. So, I don't often wanna do this, but I have to go to the doctor sometimes. And I went to the doctor the other day and he measured my heart, no, not my heart. He measured my height and my weight. And lo behold, I've shrunk by half an inch. I know, but I seem to be getting heavier than I should be as well. (laughs) not growing upwards, but outwards. I'm going to put it down to bodybuilding, amen? (laughs) Let me ask you, church, how do you know something has grown? To you, church, how do you know? That's one of them, yeah? Anything else? Shout it. Yeah, you grow higher, or you grow out. Anything else? What am I wearing there? Watch. Watch. You need something to measure it by, don't you? Right. Growth is normally seen and measured as a change, being taller, heavier, longer, etc. And for believers, we should all be able to see how Jesus has helped us grow into someone better. So how do we grow? Some definitions, really briefly. Dictionary.com calls it the act or process or a manner of growing, development, and gradual increase. And Strong's Bible Dictionary says it's to cause to grow, augment, which means expand or enhance, of inward Christian growth, and to increase and become better. Colossians 4, verses 2 to 6. Devote yourself to prayer with an alert mind and a thankful heart. Pray for us too that God will give us many opportunities to speak about his mysterious plan concerning Christ. That is why I am here in chains. Pray that I will proclaim this message as clearly as I should. Live wisely among those who are not believers and make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be gracious and attractive so that you will have the right response for everyone. Now, that scripture was given to me good weeks ago didn't know that this is going to be a mission Sunday. This is very relevant church. We need to listen. When God is talking and giving us pointers, we need to be alert and listen to what he's saying. Amen? Amen. Sometimes life and circumstances bring opportunities to grow. Be alert and read the signs God's revealing to you. Now, if we weren't godly people, we'd be reading the signs the world is showing us at the moment. A madman in Russia. At least there's not a madman in America now, but we've got someone sensible. The British government's all over the place. Yep. We read the signs, we would just give up, wouldn't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah? Mm-hmm. But we, who do we have? Jesus. We have Jesus. We've got to read the signs. We've just come through COVID church. As a nation, as a world, and the church is still recovering from COVID just as the world is, but we've had to adapt, haven't we? Yep. We've had to grow. We've had to change, this church in itself, we had to, praise God for David, but he, he put in place Stream quicker than anyone else for me. We had to do risk assessments on this church. Do you know how boring a risk assessment is? <laughs> Try one, you'll know, <laughs> amen? amen. We're still using Stream to talk to people who can't get here, but can receive the gospel. Personally, I've had to grow, especially when David retired. I had to grow really quickly. But you know what encouraged me? Is that the church grew as well. Mm -hmm. People raised up, stepped up, and did something that they weren't comfortable with, but then none of us are comfortable when God calls us to grow, but it was worth the growth. Amen, church? Mm -hmm. I'm encouraged to see so many people being raised up even now. A quote from Vance Havner. God isn't a talent scout looking for someone who is good enough or strong enough. He's looking for someone with a heart set on him, and he will do the rest. It's very true. David is said to have a heart after God's own heart. We see this in 1 Samuel 7 verse 3 and 1 Samuel 16 verse 7. I've always thought this was because David was so faithful to God, but I believe there's more to this. Let's look at the difference between the progression of King Saul to King David. Saul was impulsive, and he didn't follow what God commanded him. He took things into his own hands, sometimes doing things against God's will. David inquired of the Lord's will before doing anything. He withheld his hand against Saul many times while he was at his mercy. He did not even approve wrongdoing when people did acts they thought would please him, like the murder of Saul's son, or Saul's commander, seen in 2 Samuel chapters 3 and 4. We see how David dealt with challenging situations like Saul's betrayal and oppression against him. Yet he mourned for Saul as a great king. Again, testimony from our sister was about the forgiveness. Elam's missionaries not holding on to what's happened, but pressing in despite what has happened. He honoured his friend Jonathan, Saul's son. Again, if the enemy of your son, would, normally us, we wouldn't give a, <laughs> the time of day to our enemy's son. But David exalts him, even befriends him. And he even mourned Absalom. This is David's own son. After he rebelled and took over his kingdom from him. This is David. We see David's compassion, mercy and forgiveness so strongly here and I believe he learned patience, humility, and grace through his walk with God. These are a few of God's main qualities and attributes we can also grow in. David shows many characteristics of God throughout his life, in how he led and how he dealt with people, and how he maintained his relationship with God. A relentless faith and passion to please God and to stay in his will. Even when David messes up and is made aware of his sins that he thought were covered up, he immediately repents and tries to make amends with God. He acknowledges his sin, as we all know in Psalm 51, and accepts any punishment God seems fit to do to him. Let me go back to that one. It's not that he just acknowledges his sin. Lots of us acknowledge our sin, don't we? But do we accept the punishment that the sin brings? No. Are you rushing to get licks? That's a, term, that's a West Indian term, Sorry. <laughs> Are you rushing to get punished? No. no. But David understands how God works. He understands that if something is wrong, I think we talked about it a couple of Sundays ago about justice. How can he be a just God and not deal with what has gone? He needs to deal with it. That's why Jesus had to come. He understands the grace and mercy available to those who truly repent and give themselves wholeheartedly back to God after their mistakes. Look also at how the disciples grew when they were with Jesus, but also when the Holy Spirit was sent. Peter increased in boldness and wisdom. John increased in humility and love. Remember, church, John is one of the sons of thunder, Jesus calls them. When he wanted to bring down fire on people that, you know, they went into a a village and they didn't accept Jesus. And they were saying, bring down fire and burn them, Lord. And he said, no, love them. And this is the great John who did the the Gospels of John and then the letters of John, all about love. Paul learned great humility and compassion for people to receive Jesus' salvation, but also for people to grow in God. Having awareness of the following will help your growth. God awareness. Know who God is and what he does for all through his word and his spirit. There's self-awareness. Give yourself to God, seeking his face and will, and he will help your self-awareness to see your strengths and weaknesses. There's no weakness, church, in knowing what you're not good at. You already know what you're not good at, but that can become a strength. We, I'm so blessed by those Paralympics. Do you remember when it was in London? And it it just, for some reason, they were the the scene. People weren't worried about the main Olympics, The Paralympics was the ones that were getting all the the headlines. Why? Because their challenge is they've got to get past their disability and still be champions. Amen? Amen. Self-awareness. Don't let your weaknesses hinder you. People awareness. God reveals to you the motivation of the hearts of people, but he also provides us a heart for these people. It's great, church, to be that sort of person. So what can hinder your growth? i'm not going to go to the obvious the flesh the world and the devil you know this your church your church people but let's focus on what you personally will have to encounter there's selfish desires that's our flesh that's us getting in the way of god and his growth there's unrepentant sin this is one of the key ones for us as believers church if you don't let it go god can't help you yes, I mean. let it go yes. incorrect teaching Praise God, this church isn't one of those churches. But there's many churches, mega churches, doing incorrect teaching, leading people down a path they should not have led them down. Be aware of them. Lack of commitment. That's in your ballpark church. If you don't, what you put in, you get out. You want God to do big things? What are you going to do? Are you going to pray for five minutes and then leave it? Or are you going to do something? Do something different? If what you're doing already doesn't work, try something different. Lack of faith, which leads to fear. Those two normally work together. Believe me, church, I've, had, I've been in that position. Many a time, God has said, you need to pray this. I'm saying, no, don't. <laughs> I'm not listening, because I'm fearful. What I'm fearing is I pray for this person, they don't get healed. I pray for this person, that situation doesn't change. But it's not me that's doing the work. God is Amen. Amen. and then the last one being unproductive unfruitful and unhelpful habits guys we all know what they are yes. I'm not going to put you on the spot but believe me let them go as well They're only baggage I would encourage you don't settle with unhelpful and bad things sometimes we hold on to things that might not be helpful or past their usefulness Church has this all the time. We may have done something, it worked two, three years ago, but it's not working now. We need to do something different. A time for every season. Sometimes for growth to occur, something else has to come to an end. I love being on the PA desk. For years I was on the PA desk. I still like being on the PA desk, but I had to step down so that others could be raised up. and We're getting lots of people now. So sometimes we've got to move out of the way. Be it a job, a relationship, a habit, let it go. Humility in the servant heart will open great growth in God to you. Arrogance, pride, selfish desires, and impatience will hinder your growth. In our delays, God builds our character. I'll say that again. In our delays, God builds character. A quote from Boyd Retina We are about the destination God is about the journey. Hmm? He's not in a rush. You are. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? We're not children sitting in the back of a car. We're children of God with the Almighty One leading us. What are you carrying that shouldn't be part of the journey? And again, you know what they are. I'm not going to put you on the spot. But start to let them go. Now, church, don't be shocked, but I'm going to use two four-letter words. Everyone's getting their mobiles out. We're going to post it on YouTube. (laughs) Brace yourself. They are free and will. I bet those are not the four words you were thinking of. (laughs) Together, they've called untold damage from the fall and will continue until Jesus returns. I'd like us to replace them with these two five-letter words, faith and truth. Faith in Jesus as our Lord Saviour and knowing the truth only attained from God about God and applying that truth to all areas of life. Why do you need why do we need to grow? Sorry. In physical life we grow in stature, strength and hopefully wisdom. The same is true for growth in God. However, while we get old physically In the spiritual, we can draw closer to him and build up unfamable blessings and riches in our continual relationship with our glorious God. Spiritual growth reflects our ability and desire to work with the Holy Trinity through the empowerment of the Holy Spirit in us to continue to be transformed according to God's goodwill and kingdom purposes. That was such a mouthful, but I've got it out. It is less of us and more of Christ being seen in and through us in everything we do. A quote from the New James Version Spirit-Filled Life Bible by Jack Hakeford The more we grow in Christ, the better God looks to others. Just as physical development is essential to our physical growth and well-being, our spiritual development is crucial to our spiritual growth with eternal consequences church it's really good to grow with God but there is a cost we do have to commit something to it we can't just do it I don't know about you many times I'm on the motorway and I see a car broken down and I I pray for that person because I've been in that situation my car's broken down I'm by the roadside you're on the M25 and those trucks are going by and if it's raining in my days you're in big trouble But what you have to do is keep that car on the road, don't you? If you don't want that to happen, you keep the car on the road. So what do you do? You service it. You make sure the tires are working. You change the oil. You take it to a mechanic and you keep it going. Church, our salvation is like that. We need to keep working on it. We need to get a tune-up every now and then. We need to make sure the oil is still being changed. We need to make sure everything's working properly. So it keeps running officially, and it doesn't break down. Yeah? 2 Peter 3, verse 18. Rather, you must grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. All glory to him, both now and forevermore. Amen. We need to know more than just what the Bible says. We need to know personally who the Bible is about. It's Jesus. You're really quiet, church. If you don't know that, I mean, do I have to go back to Church 101? <laughs> Jesus. Amen. Amen. Why are you afraid to say his name? Jesus. Amen. Jesus. Practice it. Jesus. 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 Come on. Jesus. Jesus. Come on. Jesus. Amen. Don't be afraid about it. That name is the name above every other name. Hallelujah. He's worthy of praise. Head knowledge is not enough. Heart knowledge is what draws you closer to God. I don't know about you, but when I was younger, I was wrapped up in myself and what I could get from myself, more worried about what I could see in the physical than in the spiritual. As we grow in Jesus, who is God, we realize that to be fruitful in this life, we need to be wrapped up completely in him. Then we experience more than we dreamed of and we find ourselves in him. We are more at peace with ourselves and with those around us through him. Three keys to growing in relationship with God. Hearing. You need to be absorbing and accepting God's truths, his promises, and all the information you can about God. Learning. Understand its meaning and the implications, church. You need to know why the Bible is written a certain way. There are so many different contexts, history, prophetic. You need to understand what the Bible is saying. Don't just read the words, you'll get confused. And then following, pointing into action all we have learned and understood. For me, these three are like being an apprentice. Do we all know what an apprentice is? I'm not talking about um, Alan Sugar's sort of apprenticeship. I'm talking about the old school apprenticeship, where someone would work alongside someone and watch them. said, I'm going to show you this today. I'm going to show you this today. Now I want you to do it. That's an apprenticeship. Same with us. Jesus did it in the Gospels. The Holy Spirit is still doing it with us today. We need to learn and apply what we're learning. Allow the Holy Spirit to lead you to people who will help you to grow. He will do that, church, if you let him. Who will strengthen, encourage, and challenge you when needed? Every believer needs the body of Christ, the church, to grow effectively into what God destined them to be. Hebrews 10, chapter, verses 24 to 25. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. When we read the Bible, we can see Judas challenged his disciples many times. But why do you think he challenged them? That's a question to you, church. Why did Jesus challenge his disciples? Say louder. To. to teach them. He wants to see them grow. God wants us to grow. It's for us to allow him to show us how we should grow. Quote from C.S. Lewis. The question is not what we intended ourselves to be, but what he intended us to be when he made us. John Mark was initially rejected by the Apostle Paul after dropping out of one of his missionary trips. However, Paul acknowledged growth in John Mark, noting how useful he was in one of his letters seen in 2 Timothy 4 verse 11. This man would go on to write the Gospel of Mark. We can still have a great impact for the kingdom despite a rocky start. Growing with God does not exclude troubles or trials in our lives but does prepare us in how to deal with and endure and come through them when they occur. Some of our failures and challenges lead to our greatest growth in God. It can only happen if we place our complete trust in him. How does Jesus help us to grow? Character development is essential for growth in God. i gone too far. I must have missed that one. Due to, uh, for every believer, Deuteronomy 8 verse 2, remember how the Lord your God led you through the wilderness for these 40 years, humbling you and testing you to prove your character and to find out whether or not you would obey his commands. Everyone has plans, but God has the plan. Amen. Amen? Yes. That one, that big the, has taken me through some real big situations, especially when I think, Lord, this is madness. Where are you going with this? But he had a plan. He had the plan. The plan for me, you, and the world. Church, that's you. You, me, and the world. He's not leaving anyone behind unless you choose to be left behind. Be part of the plan. We need to get in step with his will and his plan. Proverbs 16, verse 3. Commit your actions to the Lord and your plans will succeed. Now, church, don't take that as a carte blanche. Everything you put your hand to, God's going to say, yep, that's happening. Yep, that's happening. No. What I'm saying is, if it's in his will, his purpose, in line with what he wants you to do, yes, it's rubber snapped. Amen? You will be able to experience and enjoy a dialogue and relationship with the Lord like no other. Church, that's what we were doing this morning. You're experiencing the presence of God. You're talking to him dialogue two-way the more you commit to this relationship the more God shares of his wisdom grace and goodness with you let me stop there commitment is that really good in the marriage commitment those of us who are married does it make the marriage go a bit better commitment yeah if your husband or wife is not you know not faithful are you going to be happy I don't think God is with us if we don't commit to the relationship. Please, church, read the Old Testament. The prophets were com- con- constantly rebuking the people, yeah. using very strong language about the relationship. This is the relationship they have with God. We, if we take for granted what God has given us, that's lack of commitment. Amen? Amen. Amen. Really quiet, church. I'm only saying what the Bible's saying. Not saying this isn't from me, this is just what the Bible said. God does not want us to have a religious experience or relationship with Him. He wants a personal, fulfilling and intimate relationship with Him. Can I ask a quick question to those who have had an opportunity to serve in some capacity for the kingdom in or outside of church? The question is have you found your relationships with others increased when you did this? Is that a yes? yes? If we had a show of hands, how many would say yes? yes. Amen. Sad that the cameras have picked up. That's good. That's what I was expecting anyway. Because that's God's plan. God has partnered me in so many different places. He's parted me in a different place as I speak. But he's always got a plan. And he always brings p- different people to me. Wherever my employers, for some reason I would get connected to a Christian, not for some reason, because of God, I'd get connected to a Christian union of some shape or form. Not looking for it, but they find me. Even my neighbours, you get the opportunity to take, to preach and speak about God. God wants you to expand, I can't. I don't like this word, it's a worldly word, but network. He needs you to start being more sociable, sociable is a better word, to connect with more people. All you need to do is chat to them, church. I'm not saying to you, preach the gospel. All I'm saying to you is get connected. Let them know who you are. Through letting them know who you are, they can see Jesus. And then let him do the rest. This is all part of your growth in God as he leads you in what he has for you to do. So these are some basic signs or aspects of growth. You are bearing good fruit. You are maturing spiritually, mentally and socially. You are applying what you have learned and growing in wisdom. You share what you have with others and help them bear good fruit and you bear witness to who God is growth in God is shared as I help you to grow you help me to grow do you understand that church as I'm growing I can help you grow but believe me you are helping me to grow that's why I gave that testimony before about I was encouraged more by the people that God has raised up because of my challenges not my successes. Maturity in you supports and builds you up and also the body of Christ. It also allows God to remove himself through your actions and your words. We are shaped by our experiences and actions. That's very true, church. Is there anyone else that would disagree with that? We are all shaped by our experiences and our actions. We need Jesus to shape our current and future experiences and actions for a better outcome for all. Romans 12 verse two. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Dedicate time with the Lord to ensure he helps you grow in him. Set aside protected time for prayer and reading the word of God. Church, I will encourage you, protect time. I work in projects, so I'm always constantly in my head, I'm thinking I've got an hour for this, two hours for this, four hours for this, and I have to hit those targets, if not my project won't work. The same with your relationship with God. Dedicate time. Start small, five minutes. Five minutes prayer church. Five minutes reading your word and then build. But dedicate, protect that time. Don't let anything distract you from it. And if you don't get to do it at that point in time, do it later on in the day. But make sure that time is taken in doing what that's. Because it builds you up, church. You need, just like you need water. I'm, I'm sure there's loads of us here that could do with a, a cold drink of water right there. We need Jesus. Constantly, every day. Don't don't deny that time. But also set aside time for fellowship with others, other believers, family, and friends. This is a warning to those whose lives get too busy. You only get this time once. Yeah? You'll never get this time again. So if you need to spend time with your family, spend that time don't take the time for granted. If you need to spend time with friends, go and and talk to that friend now. Give them that call now. If COVID has taught us anything, is do not take for granted the time you have. Just go, do what you need to do. If you need to make peace with someone, make peace with them before it's too late. And on that heavy note, let me go to a lighter note. I love spending time with my granddaughter. She just brings, she makes me smart. And it's precious time. And I know she's only gonna be small for a short amount of time. So I'm gonna protect that time. Don't matter if the phone's ringing. June might be calling me, I might have to listen to that one. But if if the phone's going off, or the car breaks down or something like that, I wanna put it aside, I don't wanna worry about it. I wanna spend this and give her quality time. Don't you know that's how Jesus and God sees us? Every time you set aside that time for that, it's precious time for him. He wants you to talk to him. Now she can't, I don't think she understands what I'm saying half the time, but she's so grateful that I'm there. Just giving her attention, just loving her, holding her, hugging her. And that's what Jesus wants to do with us. That special time with you, where you are the focus. Amen. Amen. Amen? Proverbs twenty-one, twenty-one. Whoever pursues righteousness and unfailing love will find life, righteousness, and honor. We've touched on this. Consistency and faithfulness are important for growth. Be intentional and purposeful in this. Those who God draws for himself, he equips for his good purposes. So help develop a spiritual hunger to effectively grow in God. Church, this is one thing we need to learn. Be flexible and adaptable in how God wants you to grow. Believe me, if you don't, the journey is all the harder. Be flexible and adaptable in how He wants you to grow. And don't be disheartened if it does not happen quickly. Say so examples Joseph grew under injustice and imprisonment. He was a teenager when he started his imprisonment. He was a man in his 30s, I think, by the time God put him to where he needed to be. Believe me, Joseph knew patience. Moses grew through trials, 40 years Moses waited. David was molded through life-threatening challenges, both before he became king and after he became king. Steps for growth in God. Believe him, receive him, abide in him, pray to him, live for him, Reflect him and grow through him. For growth, we need to realize we are not self-sufficient, but reliant on the Lord for everything from the biggest to the smallest thing in your life. Pray to God to reveal to you your natural and spiritual giftings and begin to put them to use for him. God wants us to grow intellectually, spiritually and socially. The Holy Spirit is the source and catalyst for all Christian growth. My last verse for today, Titus 2, verses 11 and 12. For the grace of God has been revealed, bringing salvation to all people. And we are instructed to turn from godless living and sinful pleasures. We should live in this evil world with wisdom, righteousness, and devotion to God. Titus, isn't that very true of our current situation, church? Even more so, maybe. Maybe. This is the goal for believers to achieve healthy growth in God. We should be progressing in our walk with Jesus. He needs us to step out in faith to continue our growth in him. Nurture what God has placed in you already and seek his direction in how to use it. We're coming to the end now. Growing in God is increasing revelation of who Jesus is and what he has done for us. Increasing awareness of how great our God is. I'm so grateful for that song today. Growing and strengthening our relationship with God and loving others. And becoming more like Jesus. That's the key one. You do that, everything else falls into place. God has shown so many times he can make something out of nothing. He can make anything grow that was not there before. Trust him and see what he will grow through you. Sometimes he just helps grow what he's already embedded deep within you for his purposes. For me, the ultimate outcome for growth is that whatever is being grown, you help to grow to its full potential. I believe God wants us all to grow into the full potential he has for us. Are you willing and will you press into what God would like you to grow into for his glory? Amen. Amen. I wasn't certain we have to open up prayer time on this one, but if there is anyone, Who feels that they want more of the lord then i'll give you an opportunity you can come to the front and we will pray for you don't hold yourself back church god is a god of restoration and redemption there's nothing that you could say or do that god would not forgive you from if you repented and came to him the other side of it is sometimes We just need, I think Pastor Ron said it earlier, we need a refreshing. And God wants to refresh you. But will you come forward and be refreshed if the Lord is saying that to you? So give us a little bit of time. If you want to come to the front, I would ask you to come to the front now and we will pray for you. If not, okay, amen. Thank you, sister. And let me also encourage you. I wasn't Um, when I I came forward as a leader, well I wouldn't (laughs) I was reluctant I was so reluctant and you know who spurred me on? My brother from another mother, Joe Brinkley Mm -hmm. He stepped forward first and I thought I'm not doing this by myself but he stepped forward and I thought okay Mm -hmm. Joe stepped forward, let me do it Mm -hmm. Just because you think you don't need to step out. Sometimes you do. You just need to be encouraged to step out. Amen. So this is your time. God stirred you, touched you in some way. That's fair enough. Even if you don't want to come to the front, I'm going to pray for you now. Heavenly and merciful Father, we thank you. There's always opportunity for us to know you more. In fact, it is beneficial for us to know you more. The more we know you, the more we draw closer to you, there is so much more that we receive through you. You're not a God who wants to hold back his blessings, his love, his joy, and his peace. You're a God who wants to do these things. And the blockages aren't God, the blockages are us. So, Lord, we pray that any blockages to your people today, any baggage, any unhelpful things that may be in their hearts in their lives and even if it's fear lord we pray that you would encourage them through it just as you did with so many people through the bible despite their situation they kept trusting in you so lord i pray that your people your children will keep trusting in you to know you to grow in you to become more like you that the world will see how good our God is. Lord, have your way. Be glorified. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. we just waiting for the help. I think we're waiting for the worship team to come back.